Hey everyone, welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Lisa Kelly, and today I am here with Koji. Did I say your name right? Yes, you I did. feel like I just fucked it up in my head. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so, I don't know, I felt like that was so anticlimactic when I delivered it. Um, but your work is anything but anticlimactic. It is actually high drama, it is, it is astrology. <laughs> it is the most aesthetically gorgeous astrology page I think I have ever seen. The content creation that you're doing is incredible. So I'm so excited to introduce you to the Stars Like Us audience um, so that they can start to experience what it looks like to be in the mind or I guess actually in the magazine of like a 1968 look magazine, I would say. Thank you. <laughs> if I had to identify it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's that's very, very sweet. <laughs> so how did um, this page and this work, especially centered around astrology, come to be? So um, I went through, I, I got out of a really, really toxic, abusive relationship and I was kind of like trying to explore who I was. And also I was an actor and I still am an actor, but you know, I was like actively pursuing acting. I was going on auditions and stuff like that. And it became very apparent in acting that having an Instagram page and being like a social media, having someone with a social media following was uh, something that was really important. And so I was like trying to do that, but I was like, just taking outfit of the days and pictures of my coffee and you know, just the regular stuff that people do. And then give us a year on this. So set the scene. Okay. Are we doing are we putting like filter like the first round of filters on our like Valencia filters on our <laughs> coffee pictures? <laughs> I don't I don't think I was using uh, filters. I think. Oh, you know what I was using was ViscoCam. I, I, I don't OK, know. OK, yeah. OK. I love that one. It's, so it's this is like great. 2015. Yeah. Well, this is like, well, let's see. I got divorced in uh, like 2018. Okay, shit. All yeah, right. Yeah. So, so this is probably a, a much more uh, complex version of Visco than I was using. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I got divorced in 2018, was trying to do the acting thing. I, be but before that, I was just doing the outfit of the days kind of thing. And when I got divorced, it was really a time of like introspection for me. I was like trying to figure out who I am, like again, because after you go through an abusive relationship, it really messes with your mind and you come out of it thinking that everything you do is flawed and that you're not good and this and that. And I had spent a long time as a photographer, as a graphic designer, and also as an actor. And oftentimes I would take my own pictures for things. And so I was, I began doing the vintage stuff as like an experimentation of like, who, who am I now? You know, who, who, who is Koji after, after going through something so like horrible. Um, and so I started just taking my own photos and, um, kind of using my sense of humor as like kind of a sounding board for my very real experiences. And, um, and it was very therapeutic for me because it, in order, you know, you can, you can kind of like put up this thing of like, I'm just going to say this and I'm just going to leave this right here as far as like a statement that I kind of want to make, um, you know, about my ex or this or that or the other, you know, and this <laughs> and that. And so I started doing that and it didn't come into astrology because until, um, until I started, I started, well, I've always been into astrology ever since I was like a teenager. I was like very, very into it. And uh, um, and then I I had learned more about astrology the last two years. And then in 2019, I really delved into it. And um, I really was studying my own birth chart to kind of give myself a little bit more insight into myself, as I was saying, like trying to just like 
explore that. And um, and then I and then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe I should apply this to the memes that I was doing. And so I was like, okay, let me let me see let me see if I like know enough about astrology to kind of do this. And and so I kind of did it, and it started to resonate with people. And then I was like, this is so much fun. This is like entirely too much fun because it's it's making people laugh. It's making me laugh. It's giving me something to like identify with. And so I I really do take it like comments and things like that. I take it very, very personally because it is something that is very personal to me because through making uh, myself into a meme, I guess, (laughs) I kind of, it's kind of therapeutic for me. It helped me heal. I feel like so much more myself than I ever have in my life because of it. And so. There are, well, I guess like on, there are a few different things that come to mind. Like one is there, this sort of canon of women photographers, women creators, women artists, like sort of re uh, purposing and reclaiming the concept of like the camera lens and the gaze. And, you know, like Cindy Sherman comes to mind, one of my all time favorite artists and the work that she was doing. I mean, starting in the 60s and 70s, but she's still working now and still doing incredible stuff. Um, But, you know, she in her one of her most iconic and maybe in her seminal work, she was doing all of these and they were sort of now they are so deeply retro, but it was like different film stills of that time. So it was like the working woman and the seductress and like the, you know, the woman who was the damsel in distress, like all of these different archetypes of women. But she's obviously the, you know, she was just swapping out her wigs and her costumes, but she was the star of all of them. And she was also the director of all of them. And in that time, you know, it was such a feminist statement because that was, you know, the way that a woman was being um, positioned and displayed and sort of used as like a coat hanger, Mm -hmm. um, which still exists, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it was such a, it was like shocking and controversial to actually sort of, um, re sort of reclaim the power of being able to be your own character um and also your own director certainly yeah is that something that you think about as well uh yeah i i totally believe that and i i do think the self-portrait in like a feminine aspect is is like because men were mainly just the photographers for the longest time and taking the camera from the man who is basically objectifying you or exploiting you or trying to, you know, use you for a sale or a product or this or that, taking it and switching it around is an extremely powerful thing. And it was very empowering for me to do that for myself. And it helped me kind of like figure out like where I'm my, my strengths lie, where's my strike zone and where I feel like the most in control and most powered, you know? And then another thing that, um, more personally, when I'm looking at your work. So my mom was born in, she's a Sag. She was born in November of 1949. So she had her coming of age in the sixties and the aesthetics of like fashion from the 1960s are so, because my mom had me at 40. So my mom was like an older mom. So she sort of is you know, she's, she's not like other moms. She's, <laughs> she's a vintage mom. She's, she sort of exposed me while well, most of my friends, peers, moms were about 10 years younger. So their reference point was more like 70s or 
you know, even early 80s, like my mom was pulling from really like the the 60s. And my mom and my grandmother, her mother were like obsessed with they're creative people and they're obsessed with fashion and aesthetics. So for me, like when I was a little girl, if it was, you know, when I was about like nine and 10 and I wanted to like get dressed up for New Year's or like go to my fifth grade dance, the outfits and the way that I would style my makeup and do my hair were like one-to-ones of somebody in the 1960s because that was like the reference point that my mom was using for me. So I usually have like very or anytime I do something that is not just, you know, me like schwitzing in my apartment, <laughs> like in like late June in New York City, I have like winged eyeliner and I love to have like a half bouffant and people ask, you know, especially with like the eyeliner, like, oh, how did you learn how to do that? And it's because that was like what my mom you taught me when it. I was yeah. a little, you just do it. Like, and that was like my mom's reference points for my own fashion and my own sort of like the, the world that was around me were her reference points for when she was a young teenager in the sixties. So this is a very long winded way of saying <laughs> that I feel like I, as a 30 year old woman who was born in the late eighties, um, I feel like I am a an expert on identifying like eras, especially in this sort of the mid 20th century. And your everything you do, like the details are so fucking spot on <laughs> because and I am like I can find anachronisms. I am horrible to watch a movie with if a movie is a period piece that's from the 60s i'm like that one that's 70s or like that's 50s or that's 1940s because i'm an asshole but with your work it's like all of the aesthetics like down the details the way that you have the the fonts um even like the lighting and the angles like everything i'm thinking even just about like some of the close-ups that you have of like the winged eye makeup like all of those are so on point so where are you getting your reference material from? Like, how did it come to be that you spoke this language from this other time so fluently? Okay, well, two two things. Um, first of all, I want to go, I want to circle back on what you were talking about as far as like being a 90s baby and then kind of know, because because I'm also, I'm also, I'm 32. So um, I'm right around your age. And so um, going, living through the nineties was really interesting because I feel like the nineties did have a big sixties moment. It was like nineties yes, does sixties. And then it kind of or it, through the early two thousands, it went to like seventies. And then, you know, it, like the later, like two thousands, it went to like the eighties and now, and now we're back to the nineties. But it's like 90s does like like Gen Z. And I would say that we're encroaching. <laughs> we're like approaching early aughts, too, if we're not already. Oh, there. yeah, like for sure. We're also in like 2000 now, Absolutely. which is a real mind fuck. I'm seeing glitter. I'm seeing butterfly clips. You know, all the inflatable yeah. stuff is back. <laughs> OK, but too, um, you so yes, I think I think having that re as a reference point is like is a very sincere way to, that I have looked at it because I've been witness to like the, you know, the the throwbacks of style and everything being kind of, uh, you know, cyclical and that sort of thing. Um, but as far as like uh, the aesthetics of the photos and stuff, I love old movies. I've, I've obsessed over old movies and stuff like that. And I kind of obsess about the aesthetics so much that I look for behind the scenes of old movies. 
and and photographs and things like that like photo shoots and that sort of thing they're very very rare but like you can find them and i look at the lighting setup like so much about the vintage aesthetic is about lighting like it really it matters so much you know the the little hair light back here so you get this kind of like halo glow and in front it has to be this big stark light like no no diffusion diffusion you know they didn't have soft boxes and and ring lights and things like that back then they had like these big bright lights so that the skin was just like illuminated and everything was filled up and that's why these these women they look like unrealistic in these in these old movies because they lit them so beautifully and nowadays a, a lot of the productions and a lot of the um photo stuff they rely on the diffusion they rely on you know the post work the photoshop and stuff like that and while i do use a great deal of photoshop in my work i really try to study the lighting um of these aesthetic like or these uh vintage vintage uh pictures and things like that so that i can get like the right the right kind of look that I'm kind of going for. I'm not perfect at it by any means, but I do try. <laughs> well, it, I think that it really shows. And I think that there is so much to be said for like those minute details. And it really is the, you know, it's, it's, the, it's a combination of like the technology of the time and the ethos of the time as well. Like what were the values of these, of these, times past and like we can say the 60s but you know of any moment when we have style and there's you know the the corresponding fashion and the corresponding sort of like hair and the looks that come with it it's so interwoven with what is also happening on like a socio-political level as well mm -hmm. like there's no nothing happens just in a silo and is not a reaction in some capacity certainly I think also, you know, I, I often think about the some of the horrible aesthetics of the 80s. Oh, my that God. <laughs> they're so gaudy and like, I don't know, it's it, it feels it's just like gauche and it just is so like carnal and like creepy and over the top. But that was also like the 80s. That was Reagan era 80s. You mm -hmm. know, that was when Wall Street started and people started having money in like a different way than they did before. It was like nouveau riche shit, you Absolutely. Know? It was all about keeping up with the Joneses. It was all about having the next new thing and that sort of thing. And that in the 80s, actually, aesthetically, if you look at like the art deco of like the 30s, of, yes. as far as like the furniture design and things like that, the shapes were very, very similar. They was kind of like rounded. It was like unusual. It was very, very gaudy. It was very over the top. The 80s were atrocious. I'm so sorry for anyone who loves the 80s. I just can't. I think I was, I think it just because I was born in 88 and it was like my whole 90s was like the runoff of like the horrible 80s fashions. So I was subjected yeah. to that as a child. I actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm really fucked up. Like I love 80s art deco. I follow all of these 80s art deco accounts on Instagram because I feel like I hate follow them like because it's like the carpeted <laughs> it's like you know it's like the Scarface carpeted in your bathtub <laughs> with like the steps leading up to this like uh underground like uh, you know like vanities and like just and so many fake plants oh, yeah. and like and so much fake marble and all of it <laughs> referencing like the hedonism of the art deco but just done in this hyper manufactured way, because that's also one of the differences is that like we have manufacturing in the 80s in a different way than we did when things were being like 
hand created yeah. in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And yes, I I do think about the 90s allusion to the 60s, like with what's like Groove is in the heart. Like what's her name? Like Delight. Groove is in the heart. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. What was her name? Was it, it wasn't like Sunny D or something, was it? It was something Delight. It was something Delight. Can't People remember. are probably, who know right now, are like screaming <laughs> at us, being like, bitch, get it together. So I, I am so, I love uh, fashion and aesthetic history and design history and like industrial design so much. I think that it's so cool and so interesting. The 20th century is so rich. Yeah. Is I, most of the work that you do sort of does have that, like, I would say sort of mid sixties. Yeah. That's, that's the era that I'm most obsessed with. Um, I know the seventies is like really popular, like online right now. Um, but that's, I love it. I do. I love it so much. I just feel like the sixties were so great because they were just kind of this runoff from the 50s of being structured. And so all the clothing is very structured, has angles and stuff, but people were experimenting with this kind of new free thought and like free thinking and experimenting with fashion and with different cool haircuts, you know, hair wasn't as coiffed as it as it was, but it was very polished, you know, it wasn't wasn't like the the perm kind of look of the 50s, like with the little flip up and things like that. But it was it was very sleek. It had like a kind of a, a wave to it. I don't know. Um, but the, I think the, the aesthetics of like the sixties, like the real, like mid to late sixties are really where like my jam is. I I love, I love that era. Yeah. There's, there's so much, um, I mean, it's such an interesting time period in history too, because it was, as you said, like there was the geometry of it and there was my grandmother actually in 1967, what did took a trip to Europe from Brooklyn where she was with my grandfather. Wow. Back um, then that's a, that was a big deal. It was. And she went to Videl Sassoon and got a Videl Sassoon haircut, which cut off all of her hair. Like, <laughs> like um, Mia Farrow in Rosemary's baby. I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and she came back to Brooklyn to I Canarsie where she lived and everybody on her block was still doing like the beehive yeah and was like Anita has lost her mind <laughs> Anita's <laughs> Anita went to Europe and they she became a communist or whatever it was that they were saying <laughs> but but there was sort of like and I feel like you know um John Waters films also really touch on this in like hairspray and polyester and that is like sort of the convergence of like you had these like very straight laced like American dream leave it to beaver enthusiasts who are still trying to maintain like the these proper American values in the in the fashion and then you had like the hippies who were wearing fucking jeans right. which was throwing everything off <laughs> and then you had like the high fashion um which I feel like and like the, the cinematic and the film and like all of, and like the Sharon Tate aesthetic mm-hmm. of of that time. And all of them were sort of like converging in a way that in prior decades, you didn't really have as many different types of subcultures mm-hmm. like going on. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, I think I, I gravitate towards the 60s because it was that kind of that kind of transition from this, um, I don't know, Christian values kind of nation to, you know, I'm talking about America, but I know that, you know, people are all over the world, but, you know, everybody kind of followed in the same trajectory over, over the, over the mid-century. 
And so uh, I feel like people people came from those Christian values and stuff, and they started thinking more like freely. And also, the '60s were a great time for astrology. The '60s, yes. the '60s, like astrology, kind of like blossomed and like became like this very accessible thing. Books were written about it, and uh, you know there were there were videos and things like that, like like things that people could reference and stuff. Um, and then through the '70s, and then I think in the '80s, it kind of like fell off. And now it's, I feel like, I feel like in the last like 10 years, like astrology has really made like a big comeback. It's interesting because I, you know, there's uh, different moments in the past, let's say 150 years that are very sort of that had that left an impression with astrology and spirituality. The first were like the Victorian era, late spiritualist. And this was at least within the United States context context this was like reconstruction era um you know like after post-civil war um a lot of death and that's when like photography also started as a medium and the first tarot decks were being created and those were referencing a lot of the the like astrology and that language was coming back and we had some like really unusual and very interesting art and sort of Victorian Gothic like language that was coming both here and in England around like astrology and spirituality and like mysticism, occultism. Mm -hmm. And then there was, and then it became really industrial. And then there was like the 1920s seance, which culture and that actually, I would say, you know, from the 20th century perspective left a really major impression and that oh, yeah, was for sure. Like people, yeah, people like, thought like people who were into astrology were like witches and like it was all it was all very taboo. Yes. And it was like the aesthetics surrounding that were this was around the same. So Pluto was discovered in 1930 and the first horoscopes were written in 1930 as well. And sun sign horoscopes. And also there was a lot of um, there was like the King Tut's tomb was like dug up at that time as well. So a lot of the spiritual um, aesthetics were also like rooted in like this ancient Egyptian, like um, occult, magical, ancient, like sun gods. And, and Art Deco came into it because a lot of it was the same iconography. And then it was the, the wars and there was like, you know, the stock market crash and like it was depression. And then it was sort of things got a lot less dynamic aesthetically. Mm -hmm. And then we went into like the values of very Christian 40s and 50s. And then the 60s are where a lot of what had been established in the 20s, like sort of came back. And then there were also like there was a feminist slant to it as well, because that was another movement that had was starting to pick up, was building momentum. So like Linda Goodman in the 60s writing love signs is like so huge for astrology. That's a, a you're so smart. Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, I love the work that you're doing is like the medley of literally everything I'm obsessed with. I studied art history, so I'm obsessed with like 20th century like fashion and art okay, okay and yeah. i'm an astrologer and i'm a fucking amateur historian loser who spends all friday nights on wikipedia no badge. so no badge. you're a leo boss you're a boss wow i 
I'm an eighth house stellium. So I just, <laughs> you know, these are the things that excite me. Yeah, yeah. That's the past excites me. <laughs> I, I did not know that. That is fucking fascinating. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but the 60s were definitely like a major reference point for even the, you know, there, and you're, as you said, like there was a huge drop off that happened in the 80s. I think that Nancy Reagan and Joan Quigley have a lot to do with that. Totally. Because they made it so uncool. (laughs) (laughs) Promote the square lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah. The square lifestyle with astrology to bring astrology to the Reagan administration is so, it makes astrology feel so like corporate and weird and like, just like, like what the fuck is going on? Like things are like, this is why we have like marble lion statues in the eighties, you know? (laughs) I feel like in the 90s, though, there was also because of the the all of the allusions to the 60s, the 90s had this sort of like witch revival, like with the craft. Oh, totally. And, yeah. And charmed. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes. For sure. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, I guess like when you really like just like th- throw it all out and you track the lineage for at least like, you know, 150 years, it's astrology and uh, occultism and tarot and mysticism, it's always there. It's just there are some moments that leave a bigger impression aesthetically than others, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the yeah. 60s definitely was a big one. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, it. I feel like astrology periodically over the last 150 years has made its way into mainstream culture rather than like being the subculture thing. And yeah, left a left an aesthetic impression for sure. But. So what so when one of the things that I want to ask you about is just content creation, just and this could be with the aesthetics in mind or just even um, more generally speaking, like how how have you been able to build your following on Instagram and how do you go about creating the content and um, shooting everything and just making all the shit that you make? I mean, you produce a lot and it's all really well done so it's not like yeah I mean I I mean I can throw some fucking words on a like funny picture (laughs) but it's that's definitely not like curating an entire shoot you know the thing is I I I, if there's one thing I feel like that I am kind of an expert at it is it is probably photo retouching because I've done it since I was 15 um and so and you know like 17 years of doing something you'll get like pretty good at it (laughs) and so um I I guess I guess, you know, it's it's like a funny thing because I don't I don't quite look at it as like I don't look at it as like a job or anything like that. It's it's just it's kind of I feel like I feel okay, to answer your question, I feel like I have built my following to a place that it is right now, which I think I think I'm at like ninety three K, which is like insane to me, like insane. Um because I, I made stuff that resonated with me. And I know that if it resonates with me, if it's honest for what my experience is, I know that it will resonate with other people. And also, I, I do believe, like, turning the focus from yourself and making it about kind of something that brings other people joy is a thing that also is uh, something that people people resonate with. And I think I think there is something to be said about, you know, finding authenticity on social media. Because there's so many people out there who are showing off, like, their best lives and things like that. And I, I guess to an extent that's kind of what I'm doing, like, on, on my page. But it's more in, like, a, I guess, at a stylized way in, like, 
not not so much in like a lifestyle way, but more of like a statement kind of way, I suppose. But um, I guess it's it's funny because I, I think like meditation has been like a big thing for me in my recovery from that relationship that I was in. And so I feel like the more that I meditate, the more I just get ideas. And I've got um, my my Mercury is in Gemini and my Mars is in Aquarius and my Venus is in Gemini. So I have like air signs. And so I'm just like a little idea factory over here. And so, and I have an Aries moon. And so that gives me kind of like the drive to like do it. And I want it done now and that sort of thing. And then I have a Taurus sun. So I have like tenacity to like see it through to the end. So I feel like. And the aesthetics. And the, the yeah, sun. yeah, sure. The aesthetics, like being very particular about getting it just so. Um, but, but yeah, so I feel like those things like kind of all like combined lead to my ability to get stuff done. And also, I think it's just about like, you know what, don't be a perfectionist about it. Because I used to be that way. And I just I'd never got anything done because it would always be in my head. And I would always think about doing it. And I just knew that I didn't have the right technology or the right lights or this, that, the other. Or like I thought I didn't or whatever. But there's so much you can do with just like house lamps and like, you know, just just your cell phone. Your cell phone camera is fine enough, you know, to get to get you're just looking to get like a point across or an aesthetic or something like that. It's not about being a perfectionist. I think I just, that was a big lesson I had to learn was just to let that, let that shit go, girl. Like, don't be a perfectionist about it. If you want to do something, do it because you're only going to get better at it by doing it. And that's the way you're going to get like, quote unquote, perfect. You're never just going to reach that, but you know, you're going to get really good at it if you just continue to do it. And if you just, if you stop yourself from doing it, you're not going to know if you can do it. And that's the whole thing. I think think yeah just like giving myself a pep talk to just like do it (laughs) (laughs) so do you have so originally um the using instagram as your medium was sort of a response to your work as an actor Mm -hmm. and is that still what you are thinking about now or how does the current work that you're doing and the audience and the platform sort of like does it have a, do you have like a direction that you want to take it or goals with it? How do you imagine scaling it? You know, it was so funny because like when I started it, Instagramming at all, it was because I wanted to do something with acting and, and I still do. I, I love acting. It's in, I went to a performing arts high school, so for musical theater. And so like acting has always been a big part of my life. And that's something that I've always loved. But it's, it's funny because, you know, as a, as an actor in LA, you go to these auditions and sometimes if for like commercials, for example, you'll walk in and there's so many beautiful people there and <laughs> and you walk in and you walk into the audition room and the casting director will be like, all right, now turn to the right, turn to the left, show the front of your hands and show the back of your hands. Bye bye. And then you've gone to that audition just to like show your, you know, what you look like kind of. And I always left thinking like I have so much more I can bring to the table, you know, regarding like just my creativity and like my artistry and, and that sort of thing. And being a content creator is is very wonderful because it's it really is a celebration of like, what do you got? What do you have to offer mm-hmm. the world? You know, instead of like this this sort of thing. That being said, acting is is a wonderful thing as well because you can you can emote other people's experiences and help people see like things in a new way and that sort of thing, which is very much what I believe in and what I'm about. But um but yeah, I don't know. I, I am really enjoying this. I never thought I never thought in a million years at like 32, I'd be like, you know, 
doing stuff on Instagram and social media because I always just thought, oh, I think I'm too old for it, you know, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's 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 very, very fun and very exciting. I'm just I'm just seeing where it's going. I have like I have an idea of like a lifestyle that I want in my head, but I'm super open to, you know, whatever the universe has to offer me, you know, abundance. I am affirmations, you know. how do you do you make a schedule for the type of things that you're going to shoot and then you're going to post and like how do you structure your your days or your weeks around um creating the work for that sort of feeds into this world that you're creating yeah um one of the one of the one of my biggest like uh things that I follow is this I read this book called the artist way I don't know if you've heard of it if you haven't, hell yes, I've it, heard oh, it's, it. it's amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. Totally changed my life. But um, it's I really do feel like it's about filling the will of creativity because I actively do that. Like I'm on this Facebook group that you all should join if you're into mid-century shit. And it's called uh, Mid-Century Advertising. And it is so great. It's all user generated content. Like people just upload these like ads from like the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. It's It's wonderful. And so, uh, like, I'm, you know, I, I try to source a lot of, like, inspiration. My phone's, you know, nearing its capacity for storage because I have so much, like, so many subfolders and stuff of, like, oh, this would be cool for, like, a makeup thing. And basically, it's just drawing from those things and trying to, like, make it my own and make a sort of statement out of it. Because, you know, I do some, like, political stuff and, like, some kind of, like, feminist stuff on my page as well as astrology. But, um, and I, let's see, as far as, like, a schedule... I really need to be better about that. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I'll find myself like getting inspired at 11 p.m. and then I'll be up till four, like making a meme or something like that, or like a series, you know, because I'm, I just, I, I need, I need, I know that in order to be a professional creative, it's important to have some sort of schedule and stuff like that. But I just, I fight against that instinctively <laughs> so hard with all my placements, like where they are, basically. It's just like, I don't know, schedules are for squares, you know, that sort of thing. But since well, I- whenever you're awake at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, just hit me up because I'm also like doing, <laughs> having like flashes of inspiration around, like literally like being a fucking ghost around my dark apartment right fluttering around (laughs) having ideas for like different things I want to write drawing things like I it's I I'm the struggle really am trying to be normal (laughs) it's just so hard it really is it really is and so but the the thing the blessed thing about it is that the hashtag blessed thing about it is that um I I have a video production business. And so um, most of like what I do for my day job is from home. And so I can I have the privilege and the luxury to be able to do that. And so I imagine being a writer, it's probably very similar where, you know, kind of home a lot. So, you know, you can make it happen. Yeah, I mean, that's also part of the weirdness of it, I think, too, is like the I don't know, I, I, I we talk about like, um, intergenerational traumas a lot. At least I talk about them a lot and I think about them a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mom, the one born in 1949, she's going to fucking kill me for saying <laughs> that, um, was, you know, she's a artist through and through. And I remember growing up with her, like, and I would like wake up in the middle of the night and I would like literally like see her feet not touching the floor like flying around the apartment (laughs) like the witch she is like with these long dresses which I'm also wearing right now like who knows what she was doing but like she just has all of this creative energy in the middle of the night and I remember being like she's so weird like why does my mom have to be like this and then here I am and my like my partner is like 
goes has like a normal sleep schedule and does like a normal person thing. <laughs> and I know that he wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, why are you awake right now? Like, what are you even working on? <laughs> I love it, though. I mean, I there's something to be said about a lot of artists being night owls. There really is. <laughs> um, I'm trying to become a dawn person. Okay. I, and like this, so far, I think I have been successful at this, like, maybe for three days. It, <laughs> three, like, three and I have consecutive had, days? This is like a new thing? Maybe. I don't know. Oh. I'm not even sure if it's three consecutive <laughs> ones. And I think that mostly it was when I was on deadline. But <laughs> the idea would be that I would wake, I'd go to sleep at like 10. And then I would wake up at like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Or 4.30. Right. And then I'd get my <laughs> weird shit in in the morning, like, you know, me buzzing and doing weird things when no one else is awake. But then it could segue into like a nice normal day. That's and the ideal, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Instead of like being up until five o'clock in the morning and then sleeping for most of the day yeah yeah for sure for sure I know <laughs> I know I never feel good like when I go to bed at like four and then I wake up you know at 11 or something I'm like god damn half the day is gone <laughs> yeah I I know I but it sucks <laughs> but you know what that's I don't know I think I've just I think I've just like you know come to terms with the fact that I don't think I'll ever be a morning person mornings are just always very very difficult for me highly addicted to caffeine so I am too. I wonder if that might be part of the problem. I think it might be. I think it might be. I did quit caffeine for about a year one time and it I felt a lot more like stable with my energy. However, I felt a lot less inspired. So this really a, a conversation with my my mom on my shoulder. She my mom used to always tell me that without the invention of coffee, there would have never been the Enlightenment era. Oh, I agree. I agree. It yes. makes your mind like just work so much Clearer, faster. So for somebody who is like seeing your page like me, but maybe they are like younger and more bright eyed and bushy tailed and they are like, how do I do this? Like, how can I with my own story and my own aesthetics and my own language, like build a following of almost 100,000 people and be able to explore astrology and like talk and do the things that I want. What would what advice would you give this bunny rabbit? I think like if you I think you really have to just take a hard look at one what skills do you have? You know, what what do you what are you good at? You know, is it are you a skilled writer? Are you a skilled photographer? Do you like music? You know, finding finding like your medium, like, is it in your head? Is it in your eyes? And or or do you hear things that, you know, inspire you kind of a thing? What do you gravitate towards that sort of thing? For me, I'm an extremely visual person. And I know that about myself. If I see something, I know that I can kind of like emulate it in a certain sense. And I think I think it is also about like looking at what do you love? What is your fucking jam? You know, what do you love in life? You know, what brings you so much joy to wake up to every day? And I know that sounds like fantastical and like, oh, fuck, you know, I don't wake up with joy. You know, nobody wakes up with joy. You have to make. Well, if we wake up at all. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But it, when you wake up, what makes you happy during the day? You know, for me, it was like it was, um, you know, like thrift store shopping is a huge hobby of mine. I have a problem. It's um, it's something that I love and like vintage clothes. And, uh, you know, makeup tutorials, like makeup tutorials are amazing. Um, 
you know, just and creating. Creating is something that brings me a lot of joy and coming up with jokes and laughing at things brings me a lot of joy. And so I really just think it is about like focusing on maybe like three things or something that you love and just make your page about those three things. Like don't don't veer from that. Make a finster or whatever it is, you know, like to put all your dog pictures and stuff, unless you love dogs, you know, if that's your jam, then post all the pictures of the dogs. But you know, make your make your page about like three things and then just like focus on that and really just do that. And if you just focus on that, it's not going to feel like a job. It's going to feel like something that you love to do. And it's going to feel like really authentic to who you are and and using the skill sets that that you have personally or developing new skill sets. You know, there's tons of tutorials on YouTube that can show you if you're interested in Photoshop or whatever. I, t I never took a class on Photoshop. I taught myself, you know, everything that I know. Um, but you know, like the younger, the younger generation, uh, like they, the bunny rabbits, the bunny yes. rabbits, <laughs> they have such a, it's so, it's like such a luxury to have YouTube because you can learn anything on the internet. It is so wonderful. Like I, I sound like a total old person from <laughs> for saying that, but it's true. It's have true. you heard about this thing called the internet? <laughs> <laughs> the internet is wonderful. Everyone. You need to try it out. Um, Okay. I have I have a game for you. Do you switching very very quickly though? Because um, I I am so excited. <laughs> okay, it's um astrology superlatives. Um, like in a yearbook, because I suppose it's kind of that time of year, you know, the end of the school year and whatnot. Most likely twos. Um, curious to get your thoughts on this. I'm gonna ask you like, or I'm gonna say like, I'm most likely to blank, and then you tell me, you know, whatever placement comes to mind that would be kind of that way. So not just zodiac sign. Planet and Zodiac. I guess, yeah. Planet and Zodiac, whatever whatever feels like, whatever pops out to you. Okay. You want to play? Of course. Okay. Okay. I fucking love games. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Most likely to be a Karen. Um, Venus and Virgo. I would totally agree. Like being very particular about things being just so and being extremely yes. passionate, passionate about it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Venus and Virgo, most likely to be a Karen for sure. Okay. Most likely... To get in a comment war online. I am torn between Mercury and Aries and a Mercury and Sagittarius. Okay. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Definitely a fire sign thing. Yeah. And, you know, obviously online we're going to have that be, that's like a very, well, any sort of argument would be a very mercurial thing. It could be Mars too, but Mercury is so much more technology than Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, Mar, I guess it depends on what kind of argument it is. If it's just if not, we're not doing like fact checking and it's just like get, getting pissed off, then it's Mercury and Aries. <laughs> if it's like if it's like we're calling out historical inaccuracies, then it would be Mercury Sag. <laughs> I would I would have to agree with that, like a thousand percent, a thousand percent. <laughs> all right. All right. Most likely to play YouTube videos at twice their original speed. Because <laughs> um, you know how that's like an option like on YouTube. I just found out about that as an option <laughs> and it really scared me. <laughs> Probably like Mars and Gemini or even actually like a Gemini rising. It's something about feeling like you don't have enough time. Well, also twice anything is going to be Gemini to me. <laughs> True, true that, true that. <laughs> yeah, and also I do feel like I do feel like uh, Gemini placements. They love to get just the information and to not really delve deeper. They just want like 
They just want the talking points. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> right. Like, give me the highlights. I'm into the cliff notes. Like, what do I need to yeah. know? Prep me. Great. Gone. Yeah. Cliff, cliff notes has a way of life for sure. That's that's gonna be a meme for sure. All right. And then, um, okay. Most likely to hold a weekly Instagram live. Oh, um, I I don't know. Like any like important Leo placement for sure. But like, you know, obviously we have aspects that we have to deal with and all of those things. So I'm just, maybe if like, I would say that if someone with a moon in Leo could do that, it would make them so happy. I really encourage anyone with a moon in Leo to please hold a weekly Instagram live. Yeah. Especially with like, like if you have like a Libra sun and like a Leo moon or something like that, you need that. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Especially really, right now. <laughs> I know so many Leo moons who have, you know, like a much more demure or reserved like sun or rising sign combination. And I just feel their Leo moons like feeling so limited and I just want them all to have their own shows yeah and, like yeah. and just it'll make things so much better and they deserve it honey. they do they deserve it <laughs> all right most likely to own an artisanal soap store uh that's probably going to be you with the sun and taurus <laughs> you know what i have to i have to agree yeah for sure but for owning sure. a store that could also be capricorn you know totally yeah, yeah. Tourists might be might sleep on the details of like owning a store and like orders and things like a, that. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of so maybe a Capricorn rising is gonna own yeah. a store. Like you, you're a Capricorn rising. I am a Capricorn rising, yes. A boss bitch, yeah. A, a future <laughs> future store owner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, most likely to make their own clothes. Oh Venus Aquarius, Venus Pisces. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Something something like a free spirited sign that's like Yeah. 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 My oh. ideas. <laughs> well, th- yes. And I think also like similarly to like what kind of comments are you like what kind of fights are you having? Like what kind of clothes are you making? Like right. are you making like sustainable, ecological future clothes? Like tinfoil clothes? That would be Aquarius. <laughs> but if you're if you're making like these ornate period pieces that might mm-hmm. also be Venus Taurus, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. With the details and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just to get the aesthetics right. All right. And the last one would be most likely to have her own podcast. <laughs> um, Man, I, I, again, what kind of a podcast, but I would say anything on the Gemini Sag access is like a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. And are they the ones like they're the ones like hosting it? They're the host of the podcast in the superlative. Yeah. Depending on whether it is like an episodic podcast or if it is just like a talking head podcast, it could definitely be, you know, I could see like Scorpio doing a really great true crime podcast, oh, for yeah, instance, for sure. like a they, really yeah. deep dive into a murder like a mm-hmm. horrific thing that I don't like people like. Uh, right. And then they talk about it like in a very intense way. That's like yeah. Really and like, engaging. right. And like almost like clinical, like, yeah, very Scorpio. <laughs> um, but then if it's just like two friends fucking around, like that could be that could be a Gemini. That could be a Gemini Leo, like masturbation fest, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it would depend on just the just the type of podcast. Yeah. Well, I hope that I see all of these represented 
elegantly in like 60s inspired memes. Oh, yeah. I'm just mining you for content right now. So fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so very much. Where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Koji. And I'm in the process of making Koji.com. I haven't had anything up yet, but check it soon because we will have some some things up. So can't wait for it. Well, you you are a delightful, radiant, beautiful angel from another world. Thank you so much for being on this show. (laughs) Takes one to no one. Thank you so, (laughs) so much for having me. This was incredibly fun. Thank you. Thank you.